God, we don't have the weapons, we don't have the people, we don't have the resources, we don't even have the guts, but God's going to be there. The battle is the Lord. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us today. We've been looking at what do we do when our back is up against the wall. And Pastor, as you're reminding us uh, once again today, when we do feel like we're just facing an overwhelming circumstance or, or problem, got to remember that the battle is the Lord's. Well, it is. He said that several times in Scripture. I think our biggest problem, Steve, is how do we let the battle be the Lord's? Very true. You know, because I'm going through, I'm hurting, I'm in pain, and you're telling me the battle is the Lord's? Well, where is he? I don't see him fighting, you know, and, and this is because often what God does, he does it incognito. I mean, really, he works behind the scenes, setting things up. And sometimes it literally means we're going to go through pain while he's setting up for our deliverance. Like Joseph in Psalm 106, it says he sent a man before him uh, whose feet they put in fetters Mm -hmm. and caused him very much pain. Wow. But the only consolation we have is that while we're waiting on him uh, to demonstrate very tangibly and see the manifestation of his deliverance, uh, we understand uh, that we're trusting him uh, to work things out, and we just have to learn how to wait on the Mm. Lord. Hard to do sometimes, but uh, I love that story of Joseph that you just reminded us of. Uh, He, if I remember correctly, he actually got sold into slavery at the age of 17. Yes, He didn't rise to his position of power, number two under Pharaoh, until he was 30. That's right. 13 13 years years. of being a slave and a prisoner. And sometimes God does call us to wait a long, long time. Yeah, and here's the consolation. When he was in Potiphar, verse 2 of that chapter says, and the Lord was with him. Yeah. When he went to prison, and the Lord was with him. You see, and everywhere he went in the midst of it, he knew God was with him because God prospered him in the problem. Hmm. For the person who maybe right now is facing an overwhelming problem, you know, it could be a medical thing. They just found out they had cancer. It could be the loss of a job, a death in the family, whatever that may be for the person listening today. How do you see God in the midst of the pain? Because sometimes it feels so overwhelming. It does. And you know what I tell people? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. King James Version, of course, goes something like this. He's the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort others with the comfort wherewith we ourselves have been comforted of God. And don't forget the classic uh, Matthew uh, eleven twenty-eight through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek of heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Hmm. Again, like you always do, right back to Scripture. Well, let's open our Bibles to uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 today as we continue the message, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. 
Here is Pastor Ford. Look at this situation. It's the, it's the situation. This, so it's the same old situation. It's the same old enemy. It's the same old odds with the same old intent, with the same old people in the same old place. But you got a new promise. You got a new promise. You know, uh, Pastor Walter Carter uh, at the seven last words, he was the sixth uh, word. I was the seventh word. And everybody was on time. Everybody had 15 minutes. Everybody kept the time, but he, but, but, but Pastor Walter, he took three minutes of my time. You say, you ain't gotten over it yet. That was way back in March. I know. But it taught me a lesson. It taught me a lesson. Amen. You don't like nobody taking your time. Don't you take somebody else's time. And don't be trying to keep them for all the time. Because some of us preachers are just like Pharaoh. Don't want to let God's people go. Uh, but he closed. It was so powerful. He said, I, I was in an automobile accident. I'm praising God. I didn't get hurt. But my car got totaled. And because it was a hoopty, I thought, oh, man, I, I'm going to have to borrow some money because I have to get around. I was trying to hold off. He said he had made the last payments, but you know how it is. Just when you make that last payment, everything breaks down. And, and so what happened? He, he said, he said, he said, uh, and so I'm going around. I have to borrow some money off my father, father-in-law, mother-in-law, all that kind of stuff. Get, get me a vehicle to run. And then I got a call from the insurance company. And they said to him, Pastor Carter, are you ready to get your, yourself another car? He said, yeah, but what do you mean? Uh, uh, you know, I don't have the money for it. You don't need the money for it. He said, what do you mean I don't, I don't need the money for it? Because you had gap insurance. You remember when I told you uh, you ought to get gap insurance and uh, you, you, you did it? He said, I didn't know what it was. You said I ought to get it. Yeah, yeah. So I just got it. He said, he said, well, what is gap insurance? Guaranteed auto protection. So since you totaled your car, this, this insurance says you will get whatever amount your car cost you when you got the insurance so that you can get another one of the same equivalence. He said, he starts shouting. He starts yes, shouting. Yes. He said, and then I realized the problem was I already had the policy. It was already written. What I needed to know was in there, but because I hadn't read it, because I hadn't read it, I hadn't discovered that this was a part of it. And so here I am thinking that I had lack when I really had abundance, thinking that I was going to be left out when I really was kept in. You understand what I'm trying to say? Do you understand the words that are coming from my mouth? That the problem with many of us is we have it in the agreement. We just don't know what's in there. This is it. Yeah. I say it all the time. Can I say it again? Say, say it again. See there, you said say it again. Didn't even know what I was going to say. Aren't you glad that the word of God has no expiration date? <laughs> yeah. You know what? The bread of life never goes stale. And the water of life never gets stagnant. That our Lord Jesus Christ is the living word. And so they acted like God was telling the truth and that their circumstances was telling them a lie. Here's the first indication of whether or not you really believe the word of God. You know what it is? You change your walk to match his word. And there's some crazy stuff in the Bible. As a pastor, I'll have to admit it. That's crazy. Joshua, uh, I want you to go into the land, Jericho, with the Jerichoites, uh, the baddest brothers in the land. Start with them first. 
so that everybody will know uh, you didn't do it. It had to be me. And so walk around the wall, walk around the wall. That don't even make sense. And I done told you plenty of times, that's why God told him to shut up. Because you can imagine Christ Bible Church walking around the wall. We walking, following Pastor Joshua, walking around the wall. Oh, man, this don't make sense. Ain't nobody ever won a war like this. This crazy. Second day, I look, Nick, somebody else joined in. That's why God said, tell them to shut up. Don't say nothing. Why? Because they've been talking. Oh, man, my feet are talking. My corns are hurting and everything. They don't see my legs swollen up here walking. This don't make them people laughing at us, man. Then seven days, seven times. But they believed it. And the wall fell down. And guess what? It didn't fall out on them. It fell in on the enemy. It says they walked up and in the city on the wall. You ain't getting this. The thing that was designed to keep them out was the thing that God used to let them in. The thing that should have prevented them is the very vehicle that God used to get them in. You ain't praying with me. Yeah. He does it all the time. Joshua and Caleb, uh, it's time for the, for the land to be uh, distributed. Uh, let's do it by lots. That's shooting dice. Okay, well then, uh, okay, Caleb, come on. It's time for you to shoot dice. I ain't shooting dice because 45 years ago, God said to me, uh, since I came back with a good report, I get the mountain that I gave a good report about. That was 45 years ago. They said, wait a minute, there are giants up there and you're an old man. He said, as my strength was then, even so my strength is now. That is, I, it was God who empowered me 45 years ago. It's God who empowered me now. I, you know, I'm going to take that hill because God gave it to me by promise. You get that? And so he said, no giants in the land are going to keep that promise from happening. My age is not going to keep that promise from happening. In other words, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has everything to do with what God promised. And he promised that he would. Promise is not dependent upon me. So you know what he said? Give me my mountain. Wow. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give this to you. And I'm going to give it to you down and dirty. What's the design of the promise? Follow along with me. In verse 15, encouragement. What in verse 15? In verse 16, instruction. What in verse 16? Verse 17, incentive. What's in verse 17? So now, what's this promise? To? First, he wants to encourage them in their emotions. Then he wants to instruct them in their intellect. Then he wants to give them incentive in their will. In other words, the promise is designed to control our emotion, intellect, and will. Now, why does he come and do it this way? So in verse 15, he says, I want to calm your emotions. Why? Because it governs how you feel. And so the flesh is the first responder. And so what does God do? God does it all the time. Then verse 16, clear your mind. Why? Because it governs what you know. And then control your will. Why? Because it governs what you do. See what God says? I want to control first what you feel. Then I want to control what you know because then I'll control what you do. Everybody still with me? So uh, let me give you my simple outline. Verse 15, to glow us. Verse 16, to grow us. And verse 17, to go us. <laughs> Love that, don't you? You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. We're going to get back to this teaching in just a moment. 
You know, you often hear me say something about connecting with the ministry in some way, sharing your feedback with us, supporting the ministry, learn more about Pastor Ford. We're going to try and make this real simple. We put together at the website something called the Stay Connected Bar. It's right there on the homepage, and you're going to find a lot of the links that you might be looking for right there. So if you're looking to connect with us on social media, like Facebook or Twitter, we've got the links there. If you want to give us your feedback, or if you want to learn more about Pastor Ford, the links are there. Just come to our website, it's treasuredtruthradio.org, and look for that Stay Connected bar right there on the homepage. One more time, it's treasuredtruthradio.org and stay connected. Well, if you are just joining us, we're in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Back to the message, here's Pastor Ford. So here it is, if you're taking notes, here it is. What is the design of the promise? Number one, so we will be controlled by the peace of God. Controlled by the peace of God. Verse 15, calm the immersions down. Why? It's got to be the peace of God. You, you, remember when the disciples were on the uh, sea and, and the boat was doing the nay-nay? And it was all over the place. And uh, Jesus came walking on water. What's the first thing he said? Fear not. Now, my question is, why didn't he just calm the sea and then say, okay, now that I calm the sea, that cal- calm the storm, that calms their fear? Let me tell you why he didn't do it. Because Jesus knew he had to conquer the storm on the inside before he conquered the storm on the outside because sometimes when he conquers the storm on the outside, the storm still rages on the inside. How many times have we been taken out of the circumstances but the circumstances haven't been taken out of us? And so Jesus says, uh, you know, I got to have you where you have the peace of God, where you're thinking right so you can act right. So I got to calm down your emotion. As Mike Ross always says, the flesh is the first responder. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You, you let somebody get on your last nerve. I guarantee you the flesh is always the first responder. Somebody said to me when I said that one time, they caught me after service, uh, 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 Elder Green, and they said, well, you know, I got to grow because the flesh is not only the first responder with me, it's the only responder with me. <laughs> Say, spirit ain't showed up yet. He ain't showed up yet. And, and uh, Dr. David Jeremiah says there are 365 fear knots in the Bible, one for every day of the year. Mm. Notice, secondly, not just controlled by the peace of God, but confident in the promise of God. In other words, God said it. Finish it for me. God said it. Uh Uh-huh. No. No. I used to say that too. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Uh Uh-uh. God said it. That settles it. I don't care whether you believe it or not. Amen. Yeah, why? Because, oh, oh, I hate to get the Bible in this, but now a word from our sponsor, Isaiah 55, 11, and so shall it be the word that goeth forth from my mouth, and it shall never return to me void. It will always prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Grass withers, flower fades, the word of our God endures forever. Here's the last two, here's the last two. So then, what does this uh, uh, do for us? God telling us about the outcome so we can change our outlook so that we thirdly have commitment to the plan of God. Now, this plan, we're going to look at it next week, Lord willing. This plan, it's a crazy plan. Uh, we're going to defeat the enemy. God said we're going to, like you imagine me coming, you say, we're going to defeat, we're going to defeat all the gangbangers in this community, every one of them. How are we going to do it? We're going to put the choir in front. 
look at me like, you got to be out your mind. That don't even make sense. Have you ever noticed that most of what God does in the Bible does not make human sense? It doesn't make sense to tell a paralyzed man, pick up your pallet and walk. It doesn't make sense to have a, tell a man with a withered hand stretched. What you think he's been trying to do? It doesn't make sense. You got over two million people with their backs against the wall, Pharaoh in behind them, two mountains on the side of them, Red Sea in front of them, lift up your stick. This stuff doesn't make sense. How do you get out of debt? Tie. Doesn't make sense. What'd you say? But it works. Why does it work? Because God set it up to work. It has to work. Why? Because of the power of his word. Now, what does he do? Your faith activates his word. How is it that one person can believe a promise and get what it promises and another person don't? Now, sometimes it's because it's not for them. Maybe they're praying for the same man or woman. Both of y'all can't have them. <laughs> but sometimes it's because they activated the word with their faith. We said on a Wednesday, I said a couple times on a Wednesday, I don't know how many times I said it on a Sunday, but you know me, how am I repeating it? If you think about it, your faith is like Jerry Curl Activator. Remember, you had, to, you had to have the Jerry Curl juice because it had to activate. And if you didn't have the activator, you just had stringy hair. Amen. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. Contentment with the presence of God. He said the battle is the Lord. God, we don't have the weapons. We don't have the people. We don't have the resources. We don't even have the guts. But God's going to be there. Amen. The battle is the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And so they said, listen, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, Nebi, you can throw us in the fire, and, and, and uh, God can preserve us. And if he doesn't, we will never bow. And you know what they understood? Uh, that it's be better to be cast into the furnace of fire now than to be cast in the lake of fire later. Yeah. And so they go in, and you know the rest of the story, right? Nebuchadnezzar looks in there and says, I threw three in. I have Babylonian math, one, two, three. I see a fourth, one like unto the Son of God. Jesus showed up in the fire. He won't always take you from the fire, but he'll always be with you in the fire. Oh, can I get a witness? Can I get an amen on that? Well, look, 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 let me tell you. Here, here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Uh, this morning I was telling them about what God did with Abraham uh, because I wanted to show you the eight times that God came to Abraham and reiterated the Abrahamic covenant. Eight is the number of what? New beginnings, new, new day. And every time, here's all I want you to see. You will find every time there was a problem, God reaffirmed his word. And he did it eight times. Here's what he wants us to do. Trust the spoken word. That's our belief. Yeah. Take a step of faith. That's our boldness. Thank the sovereign Lord. We bless him for what he has done. 
that you and I are those who believe God's word, who trust God's word, who understand that the word works. And what we need to do is activate the word of God. So when our circumstances tell us one thing, we need to go see what God says about that same thing so that we would say the same thing about that same thing that God says about that same thing. And so, you know, if, if, if our circumstance says this is impossible, God's word says the things which are impossible with men are possible with God for all things are possible with God. When we say I'm tired, I, I'm tore up from the floor, I can't take it anymore. And he says, come unto me all ye that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. You shall find rest unto your soul. Uh, you say, nobody loves me. And God says, I love you so much that I gave my only begotten son that you should not perish but have everlasting life. You say, I can't go on. I can't take another step. And God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. You say, I can't figure it out, Lord. I don't know which direction to go. And he says, trust in me with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge me and I will direct your path. I can't do it, God. We can do all things through Christ whose strength. I'm afraid. I'm afraid, God, for God has not given you a spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mind. But I'm worried and frustrated. Cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. I don't have enough. But the word of God says that he's given faith to everyone every man. I feel alone. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. We got to trust in the world. What do you do when your back is against the wall? You got to have faith in the promises of God. So important to know God's word then, isn't it? To know what those promises are and then to cling to those when our back is up against the wall. That's the title of today's message. And we've been looking at this topic from Second Chronicles chapter 20 for a little while now. If you missed any of the broadcasts in this uh, short little series, come to our website. You can listen to each and every program there. Our website address is treasuredtruthradio.org. You can also listen if you have the Moody Radio app. Now, the app makes it really convenient for you to listen on the go as it fits your schedule. Not only can you listen to Pastor Ford's teaching, but you can also listen to other programs produced by Moody Radio and music streaming stations. We'll link you to the app when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, one of the things that I think is really cool is just to hear from new listeners uh, who stumble across this radio program either online or, or through the radio, and it is there for them today because someone previously had given and helped get this program off the ground. Amen. That's right. It reminds me of those lepers in the Book of Kings. They had found food in the Syrian camp, and they said, we would be remiss if we didn't go back to the city and tell everybody the famine is over, there's a feast. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, not just treasure truth, but when you listen to Moody Radio, you feast on the Word of God great expositors of the Word of God, and who would not want someone else to be built up in their most precious faith yeah. by the teaching that comes across the Moody Network? And you can do that. You can do that by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on that Donate button. There you can give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org and click on Donate. Thanks for doing that. Thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.